Yes, yes, yes. This is the Four Bs, the world's most bullish podcast back once again. This is pod 62. He's there, Mr. Orlin, aka the Trillion Dollar Man in new surroundings. Myself, Sir Neverlook, aka the excellence of execution. And no, he's not here. Uh, Dr. Evil 10%, aka the... <laughs> the people's champ and mrs no show as always nowhere to be seen nowhere as always as always but yeah new background new house yes. in the citadel got my land got a nice house now i'm figuring out how to cut lawns grow veg uh also how to keep a water supply good and sanitary three days of moving in that water went off it's one of the downsides of really not having seven trent to call up go where the fuck's my water bitch you just like my water goes off and it's like well the pump's in your barn and um it's your it's your pump <laughs> so you just go <laughs> you're oh, responsible i need to fix the pump don't i and i go i don't know how to fix a pump <laughs> you call some people up that do know how to fix pumps they come around the next day and they, they get it all working and uh, so it's all good. And now I know a lot about that pump system because I was a little bit wary of it before. I'm like, having your water supply, it's fantastic, but it's almost, to understand it, it's a job for the future a little bit. Like mm. I just push that down. And uh, then it breaks on day three and it kind of, of forces you does. to go, well, okay, well now I need to figure out um, how all this works. And the guy comes in, he explains it all to you. And uh, it's, it's great. So now I know how, how my pump room works, which is um, handy. So you're going for self-sovereignty, aren't you? Um, you know, in the Citadel. Exactly. The only thing that I rely on really now out here is electricity. And uh, that comes through the grid. So I want to get some solar out here. Um, and at the moment, obviously, I, I'm not self-sufficient with food at all. I've got a load of apples, a load of plums, a load of pears. They've got those for days, like literally thousands of the things. They've all just fallen. Good luck with that diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you just get that, you'd be in, in a bit of trouble. So I was supplement that with some uh, some veg. I need to get some animals and put some dairy in there. And um, and then I also need to get some nice big freezers and stock that full up steak, cows, steak. sheep, just fucking stack it high. And then um, yeah, then that that's that's all done. Then pretty much pretty much off grid. To if anything did happen, I can probably live for six to twelve months completely normal. It'd be you wouldn't even notice. Um, probably other than the sugary items, that's what we'd notice. Like the treats that you get, they would be obviously gone. Um, that wouldn't be a bad thing. That would almost be a, <laughs> a nice forced detox. It would only be after a year where essentially we probably start to run out of certain items um, where it comes to meat, but dairy, veg, and fruit, uh, we and carbs, um, we'd be good. Um, mm. so, and, and obviously with water and electricity, we would be good as well. Um, so, so yeah, it's... Um, the working progress. So it sounds like the uh, sounds like the um, COVID came in a bit too early for you. Otherwise, you would have been fully self sufficient, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did really. Um, but we got monkeypox. Monkeypox is coming along. If anything, like the COVID thing is what gave me a rock up my ass. I'm like, okay, this is. I didn't think it was going to be happening this quick. Uh, so it's like, okay, they're, they're getting used to really putting us in cages now, but our our own cages. So. Yeah, and obviously I can see the next one building up. They're trying that. They've already declared monkeypox a global emergency, haven't they? Uh, so 
who knows what's going to happen this winter, the winter after, the winter after. I don't think like COVID was a one-off. They've got used to yeah. that. I think it's they like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a real just like stamp of control, isn't it? To go, look, just so you know, just in case you didn't think the government affected your life, boom, here it is. So it's yeah. at six o'clock every day because we're going to let you know whether you're allowed outside or not. And, um, and bizarrely, people actually listen to it. So, yeah, it's nice to now just be out, not after even know. I wouldn't even know a pandemic happened right, right now. I just, <laughs> whatever, dude. Like, I, I know about five people that live close to here. And that's kind of all you need. And um, they ain't stopping. They have farms and land to work. So they can't stop. Like, they stop, they die. And like, their businesses yeah. go under. So they, they, they will continue. And uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's the difference, I think, between country and city life. And cities, you, you, you're so dependent on the shop and the shop is then dependent on what the government says. Whereas in the country, it's they just put two things up to government and go, whatever, like we've got stuff to do. I don't care what some guy on the TV tells me what I can and can't do and how many hours I'm allowed out of the house. It's like, dude, like the cows need feeding, the, 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 the fields need hay baling. Like they, and then the crops need picking. Like they, like, I'm not going to just not do that. <laughs> so they just do it. And then when, I mean, once you do that, you realize like, what's everyone panicking about? It's, it's fine. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's like, I was also preparing for the apocalypse. If you look to my garage, it's like a full makeshift gym 24 seven in there as well. So uh, I was ready on that front. Uh, I had the second freezer already ready. And so, uh, yeah, this time I'll be, I'll be good to go. I'm not quite on the fully self-sufficient level, but hey, if there's any room in the inn, we'll be knocking. Yeah, there's there's a there's a few spare beds. There's a, there's a lot of people after them there. Just letting you know. So it's. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, after um, there's enough kind of land and potentially um, planning permission to extend, and that's what I do intend to do over over the years. To make it a proper citadel at the moment it's it's great for one family um, <laughs> yeah and a couple of visitors um could kind of could kind of come in but uh yeah if i have like two three four families it's like okay like now nah, this isn't gonna kind of work <laughs> if i i've got some outbuildings and stuff convert them and um yeah and who knows we could um we genuinely could have a little citadel hidden in the in the countryside in the uk and um nice I'm pretty good at archery as well, so if we could, if you want me to stand on the roof, I can ping anybody that tries to invade the citadel as well. Yeah, I am getting an archery kit actually. <laughs> nice. It's one of the things I want to get in. in yeah. In, uh, get a nice target and start slamming it. Yeah, just for fun. But yeah, it'll be it'll be good when D Day comes and the the vax come running up the street and coming up to try and nick my potatoes something yeah smash them down <laughs> keep that vax uh, off my land that's the one and also uh airsoft as well airsoft guns yeah. they're they're pretty they're pretty handy <laughs> they are brutal from close range yeah absolutely absolutely um so yeah all good fun and games to, to be had i'm sure yeah but, this this room looks like a total tip but this is the dump room, so it is what it is for now. It will it will get better. We're trying, and maybe I try and theme it a little bit better, put some put some stuff up. But it's probably gonna take me a couple of weeks to do that. It's not high up on my list. Well, ideally, what the um, what the audience is wondering is where will you place the Bitcoin clock? Yeah, well, at the moment it is there. 
Ah, uh, yes, yeah. It isn't screen. It is there. But obviously, it's, it's a bit far back at the moment, isn't it? So I'm, I might try and rearrange this room a little bit so the wall's closer, so then I can put stuff behind me and you can actually see it. I've got anything back there. It's, it's hidden on the window, yeah. so isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But as always, we're back to you, bringing you the best stories and uh, news that's out there. And still, at this moment in time, it's kind of a little bit, yeah, you know, uh, we never like to talk about the price, but obviously the price is one thing that gets everybody involved initially. And uh, and that's taken a little bit of a hit right now. Last time I saw was around about $20,000. Correct me if I'm wrong. I am so never look. So, you know, it's true to name. Uh, I try not to, but uh, what, what are we riding at right now? Oh, it's on sats per sats per dollar at the moment. So you get 4,789 sats per dollar. I think I think we are on about 20,000 though, yeah. Um, okay. and, we, and, we, and you say it's a dip. And I think all that's happened really is we last recorded two weeks ago and we were at 19. Right. We, were, mm. we were at 19 then. So I think in the, in the middle, we've gone to 23, 24, and now yeah. we're back to 20. But technically over a two-week period, we're actually up okay. So I think all that's really happened at the moment is we're just we're just banding aren't we we're just ranging between like 19 and 25k or something we're just popping up and down and bitcoin's waiting to go is there going to be a big piece of good news and we'll go flying up or is a big piece of bad news and <laughs> we'll find a new low <laughs> uh, uh, who knows which one it is right now. Yeah. i mean this has been like uh i say a british summer for a crypto winter because a British summer only lasts a couple of days or so. And uh, and it, it feels like when we have a crypto summer, it, it definitely doesn't last as long as uh, the winter months at all. You know, we have these high periods and that's fantastic. Everybody's like, hey, pump it up to the sky. You know, exchanges are ringing and everybody's telling us, oh, how do I ask, how do I open up that account that you told me about months ago? And remember that show that you guys used to do? Oh, well, guess what? We're still doing it. And uh, I might start listening to it, blah, blah, blah. But at these moments in time, no one wants to know, right? And, uh, and it's cold out there. You know, I think from January of this year, we've just been <laughs> going down uh, effectively in little bumps in the road and, and we are where we are. Exactly. I think, like you said, I think um, typically the bull market will last less than a year, like literally yeah. less than a year. It'll probably be on average, I would say, between like six and nine months. Mm. It gets started and then it just goes nuts. So the, yeah. and the majority of that bull market will actually be in the final like, two weeks. Mm. That'll be the just straight up where everyone just goes oh my god this is it we're going to millions of dollars for bitcoin here it is this is it and the second people think that that's the final stage where we're about to go down and then yeah, yeah. You, have, you have three years of down like the, the the first like month is brutal where like 70 percent the value will be slammed off the price but then you just have three years of just ranging at a price and then dump ranging at that price dump and it just, it's like death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> it is. Just as you get associated to Bitcoin at a price, it's like, oh, you like that price, do you? Have another thing. Being on suicide off. watch. <laughs> <laughs> and like, 
Yeah, it's just and it's just nuts, and it really does. It, this, this is what Bitcoin does, though. It tests your conviction. Like, can you yeah. take kind of almost 10 percent cuts all spread out over three, three or four months over a three-year period? And most can't. Most will just go. You know what? This is just too brutal. I think this is finally. I think this is going to zero, and people just the weak answer, and it leaves the true believers are left behind, and then we get those glorious six months where it all just rocket ships up everyone comes back buys in way higher than they sold and then and then the cycle just keeps repeating it's just kind mm. of insane how people always seem to just lose faith at the same times every four years but and uh it, it's time for those you know the diamond hand clubs to uh, to come together hold strong now a friend of mine talked about selling at the top knowing and i say this knowing that it was going to dip and then buying back in and i, I thought I'd, I'd raise it on the pod you know why is this not a good strategy to do because you don't know where the fucking top is you don't know where the bottom exactly. is no one thought this six nine k we thought we're going to 100 so exactly. why, why would you sell at 69 like why wouldn't you sell at 50 or 40 or 30 it's it's so easy in hindsight to go, oh, look, yeah, you could have sold at 69 and then bought a, bought three times more Bitcoin back at 20 and you look like a genius. But you, you didn't know that. And, and even now, we don't know 20 is the bottom. It could yeah. be a lot lower than this. So and we, and we had no clue that 69 was up. All it tends to happen, if you try and do that, a more natural way, and because I don't believe anyone thought 69 was the top, I, I would have believed that some people might have thought 50, say, was the top. So maybe you would have sold 50K and gone, oh, that's a kind of nice round number. Humans like round numbers. So 50,000 US dollars, that could have been the top. We could have bounced off that and come right the way back to 10K or something. So a load of people probably did sell 50K and then it carries on to 60. or goes to 55, then 60, then 65. Mm. At what point do you have to admit, well, I was definitely wrong. 50 clearly wasn't the top. We're now at 65K. Maybe you buy back in at 65. It goes to 69, you go, I'm a genius. And then boom, down to 20. So all you did was sell at 50, brought less Bitcoin back at 65, and then got wrecked anyway. Yeah. And there's so many stories and so many people that get into Bitcoin and they straight away think, oh, let's trade it. Those people do not stand the test of time. Most of them on Bitcoin Twitter, traders all think they're geniuses during the bull market because the price is going up and everyone's making money. In the bear market, you find out who really is a believer. And it's been proven time and time again that hodling is just the best strategy. Don't try and second guess Bitcoin. It's just nearly impossible to second guess. Stack and hodl and just do that. Just DCA in. Don't try and be too clever. Don't come in and out of the market. Bitcoin will screw you. And like I said, in the bull market, the craziest gains are made in like a two-week period by you thinking you know when the market is like you could you could miss out on that two weeks which will be you might as well have almost missed out on that entire four years now mm. and it's it could be devastating for you so yeah don't try and trade don't be too smart just be it's, it's like it's the classic line stay humble and stack sats it's hard doing nothing though very hard but doing nothing is very smart isn't it every time it's, you model, yeah. that's a not selling decision yeah. you're still making a decision every single day you're making a decision not to sell 
and uh, so that, so just almost try and like trick your brain into going i'm not doing nothing i'm not selling i am making a decision and it won't work but the real way is to put your the cold storage split the keywords and put your ledger far away from yourself through 17 different lock boxes and it's such a pain in the ass to even sell you won't bother <laughs> that's how you, and that's how i do it i put the bitcoin so far away from myself i can't even get to it it's brilliant Brilliant. Just uh, just keep the ledger updated. Um, they are, I think we, we spoke about it offline, they're retiring the original Nano S and uh, just bringing in a new, I think it's the Nano X ledger. Um, yeah. So, I don't like that one. It's connected to your m- mobile, isn't it? Yeah. It's got Bluetooth on it. And the, the problem with all this stuff is like every single bit of tech you add to it, it's never attack vector. So you just want your devices is kind of dumb as possible yeah it just needs to do one thing and the second it's got bluetooth in it connects to your mobile phone i'm like oh that scares me like, bluetooth is very open i'm obviously I mean, my phone is extremely open there's who knows what apps i've download, downloaded on that that could be sniffing and seeing if a ledger's attached so i just don't like the idea of this ledger x i've got loads of ledger nanos and i think they're supporting it for like ever though aren't they they're not they're retiring yeah. it from selling new ones, but they're all the software will work on it for, for years and years yet. So there's no rush to switch from your Ledger Nano if, if you've got one. Yeah. I mean, these new Ledgers as well, I mean, ultimately, they're all geared up to onboard shitcoins as well. And really, it's not even needed, you know, and, and also the ability to trade using the ledger, again, not needed, because as we've just mentioned, and as the hat always says every week, just huddle. You know, it, it's as simple as that. Like you say, have a simple ledger that accepts and collects and holds Bitcoin. Nothing else is needed. But ledger know that they've got a really good place in the market and uh, and, and a very good, strong brand. We need to hit them with some new products, something new, shiny. And, uh, and yeah, lo and behold, that they've gone and done it. So it's a business strategy play. It, it, it's going to happen, but it is what it is, right? Yeah, it's a sad thing. Um, I think I brought, yeah, I think that even the Legend, Legend Nano, I think, got an upgrade. They put a load more memory on it. And I was just like, why do you put loads more memory on it? It's because uh, each wallet for each shitcoin, mm. obviously. And I've only ever had just Bitcoin on it. Well, actually, yeah. no. I think at one point I had Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SB because... They they um, airdrop those for free, so I had them for a period of time. Kind of exchanged, got the the token drop, sent that off to the exchange and dumped them. So at, at any one time, I had three wallets on it, and now I just have one mm. again. So I obviously don't have any of those, fucking cash and SV like those shit coins. But uh, yeah, it's just a shame that obviously they're compromising the security, which I think in reality, I I need to move away from Ledger and go to something more Bitcoin only. Um, like a treasure, um, a yep. treasure, or actually, no, a treasure shit coins as well. Um, in yeah, reality, I was say. cold card is probably one of the few that is Bitcoin only, which is, yeah. by the way, that from CoinKite, which is the maker of the block clock, they also do a hardware wallet um, okay. called a cold card. Yeah. And um, that's only just Bitcoin. They, they will never support a shit coin. So, Again, it reduces your attack vectors down because every single time they're adding a wallet for a shitcoin, there's a yeah. chance that that wallet 
has a bug in it that actually enables them to get into your ledger and take your, take your private words off or something. It's a small risk, but it's just a risk that you just don't want to be there. And that mm. risk will never be there with cold card because they're not adding shitcoin wallets and trying to send them out as quickly as possible because their users are going, oh, I need freaking dink doink and um, I want to send it to my ledger. So they're like, the developers are freaking firing away, send it out. And, um, and you're sat there as a Bitcoin user being like, holy shit, like they're compromising my device. So some dickheads can have dink dink doink on their, on their ledger. Yeah. Like that's not a good place to be in because yeah, eventually they're going to make a mistake and then you're going to get compromised even though you had no interest in that functionality. Yeah. But uh, should we hit off with the, the first story? Yeah, I think we've had like three unofficial stories there, but let's actually go with the ones we've actually listed down here. <laughs> so uh, the first one was um, from the CEO of Binance, fairly large exchange, you may have heard of it. <laughs> and, uh, and, the, and the CEO, CZ, um, kind of downplayed Tesla selling 75% of their Bitcoin, uh, which was also in recent news. Um, so the reason why he's downplaying it is because ultimately it's it's a small factor and a small value in the ultimate value of how much is traded in Bitcoin each and every day. So the stats state that there's around about $100 billion worth of Bitcoin that is traded every day across the world, which is crazy to think when, when you think about it. But the amount that Tesla actually liquidated was $936 million. So again, just a drop in the ocean of the $100 billion that's happening each and every day. And that was two weeks ago now. Now, for him, he says, you know, it's it's nothing in terms of the whole Bitcoin world and ultimately Bitcoin will carry on. Now, as we know, it does detract from other companies potentially looking to, uh, to embark in putting Bitcoin on their balance sheet. And uh, I can talk about this from, from my perspective that there was a, there's a quip from the CEO of our, of our company who was just like, oh, I'm so glad that we didn't put Bitcoin on the balance sheet. But um, nonetheless, we still carry on for the day because <laughs> I will say if you would have put the uh, the shares of, of that of said company, it would have been minus 45% and not minus 19%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... Everything went down, right? So the, everything went the, down. The guy that's saying that, you know, his defense of their share price dumping was, oh, the market's down. And then suddenly <laughs> Bitcoin goes down. It's like, yeah, Bitcoin's shit. Uh, well, hold on. How, yeah. come, how come when your stuff is affected, it's the market, nothing to do with me? And when Bitcoin goes down, it's like, oh, it's clearly a dumb asset and no one wants it. Yeah. So, no, literally everything went down. And um, yeah, but obviously this is this is disappointing. It's obviously disappointing that. Tesla sold basically a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. That's how much they brought of Bitcoin. But then they've still got 25% of their holdings, which just shows that they made money. Tesla made a decent chunk of change there. They've made hundreds of million um, of profit 
so what they've all they've really done there is a billion dollars kind of exited Tesla and into Bitcoin. They kind of pumped that to like 1.3 billion, I think. So all, all Elon's really done is gone, let's just take the billion back. We've got mm. 300 million of free Bitcoin sat there, but he needs the money. You know, I've listened to podcasts with Elon on it and he, his supply lines, supply chains are really struggling. There's a load of um, equipment and machinery that he's got in Shanghai and they're in full lockdown right now. And that, that stuff just isn't leaving the ports. And so he's got cars that are like 80, 90% finished and they can't finish them because the final bit, the final bits are stuck in Shanghai, stuck in China. So obviously that's, that's devastating to any business, right? He's got extremely um, like expensive um, like labor and cars there. And if they're not finished, not only can he not sell them, he can't make more. Mm. Like the, 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 the manufacturing gets all backed up. So I think he's just got this extra billion to go, look, we just need a little bit more wiggle room because we're just hemorrhaging money right now. And we don't want people to get too scared because uh, we're not selling as many cars as maybe we, we could be just purely because of no, through no fault of Tesla's. I think their list of buyers for their cars is, is huge. It's just that the supply chains are really screwing them over. So I think it's a, much more of a reaction to that and not a reflection that Elon thinks Bitcoin and putting a billion dollars was, was a bad idea. I still think it's yeah. a good idea. But this is what we always say. It's like, put, buy Bitcoin, but then buy it with money that you can set and forget for five to 10 years. So then it doesn't force you into a bad decision. Now, Elon's kind of got lucky here because he's been forced into this decision because his business is struggling, but he's 30% up. He could have been 70% down and he would be really regretting it in a year's time when Bitcoin's like at 200,000. He'd be like, oh my God, that decision cost me multiple billion purely because he didn't have his time preference set right. He, you know, he, he invested money that he couldn't really afford to just leave for 10 years. Yeah, that's what, that's what we always say. Like, just set and forget. Don't let, if, you, if your life is going to demand this money, then the chances are you're probably going to sell it on the downturn. And I wouldn't be surprised if what they're doing right here is, Tesla might even be marking the bottom. This could be it. This could be the bottom of the bear market and it's up only from here. And um, this is going to be an extremely bad decision for Tesla long-term, but short-term, it's probably a very smart decision because I'm sure Elon's going to put that billion dollars to work and get some more cars out the door. So, And it just goes to show even uh, billionaires have cash flow issues, right? <laughs> You know, ultimately, um, I would much rather them sell what they needed to sell. And then uh, it, it's not a, a headline of X amount of Tesla workers are out of jobs, because that's effectively what would have happened had he have not necessarily had the money as well. Um, so so I, I do think about that. And then also let's not forget that um, Tesla did sell 10% of their holdings previously before, didn't they? When um, the market price was up. So they made extra money. So all in all, um, yeah, you know, it, it's not great, great that they've sold now uh, as such a large percentage, but the show's got to go on. 
Um, and, uh, and and there's lots of things as you talk about this, the supply chain, and it's not necessarily uh, related to, to Bitcoin per se, but lots of things happening in China that aren't great for China. Uh, you know, the world is potentially uh, experiencing a food shortage. There was a, a, a number of people trying to get money out of their banks. And I know we've covered this previously before, but just goes to show that your money is not safe in the banks. Um, but, but those customers were actually duped into thinking and believing that they what they were doing is putting it into a, a normal uh, you know, checking account. In, in fact, those accounts were actually accounts that were kind of like playing with the stock market, essentially. And, uh, and, and that's how they were enticed to potentially get 4% returns on that money. But it's, it's not, in fact. So there's a lot of things that are going on in China that I feel could potentially stop them becoming the next world superpower um, in terms of like from a from a leading perspective and taking over the US. It, it's starting to crumble in front of our eyes. Mm. That said, I, I think the whole thing's a WWE show anyway. I think China- <laughs> yeah, As always, I love the WWE show. China and Russia, in my mind, are just the heels. They, they, they're playing. Yeah. I, I think at this point, they're all on the same team, really. They're all having their little chats behind. So I don't think in reality there is a big kind of takeover from China against America, I, personally anyway. But um, but yeah, just hearing you describe that, that whole story of like, oh, the people were putting money in the bank and thought it was safe, but really they were gambling it. That's, we, only a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about obviously these crypto yield farming places that were right. again giving out a guaranteed percentage, but really they were giving it out to DGENs behind that were yeah. just yellowing the money they all lost it and then everything goes bust and then no one can withdraw we think that's almost exclusive to crypto sometimes but um there you go it's just, it's in traditional banking it's like literally what we've been saying the whole time like it's what and why we think that crypto isn't like uniquely bad like crypto is bad bitcoin is mm. just taking custody of your own bitcoin is good but the second you go into crypto you're just in a an iteration of the same problems that the financial market already does, which are just lying to customers. So the people that run the thing can make become billionaires. But then the problem is they get so greedy that then in, in the end, it all just blows up. And that's what's happening with the banks. It happens with crypto. It's just every time someone comes up to you and just guarantees you a percentage, you just go, Where, where's this percentage coming from? it's just coming out of thin air it doesn't make any sense and um, no one in uh, like bitcoin land will really promise you that they'll go yeah just buy your sats and just keep hold of them yeah like their spending power will go up but anyone that goes give me 10 10 sats and then i'll give you 20 back be wary is there probably a scam just Get your sats, keep them, and like those sats will go up in spending power, like a number of multitudes from where they are today over the next ten years. You don't need someone to promise you more sats for free because you just got to go where are these sats coming from, and there's probably some kind of degenerative behaviour behind it, and that kind of behaviour always blows up in the end 
It might take a month, might take a year, might take two years, might take five years, but it will blow up in the end and then you lose everything and your, your greed will of an extra 4% of sats will cost you 100% of your sats. So don't Why do it. Why do you think there's not a, uh, a, biggie, a bigger outcry from the general public when it comes to banks and financial firms doing these types of tactics? Because lo and behold, uh, when these people found out that they couldn't with make withdrawals, they also found out that the head of the bank's parent company was wanted for financial crimes and had taken off and evacuated the country and gone to the US with nearly $6 billion. That's the problem, right? So they're all in on it. And you know, like how I just said, like China and America are like best buddies, really. Well, there yeah. you go. You may, you may you know, that, where's all... that $6 billion going? It's going into the US economy. Yeah, I'm sure there's someone on the other end taking a little cut of that and letting that guy live a life of Riley. Yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't you extradite him back and like let him suffer? And, or why wouldn't you punish him yourself in America? It just doesn't make any sense. It's, um, well, you don't want to punish him because the money that he's now got is now going to be spent into our country to make our country better. And, uh, and therefore, you know, let that guy go. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. It's... Uh, but when the uh, financial banking crisis happened in 2008, there wasn't really that much of a, an outcry from the general public. You know, still to this day, there's not been one prosecution either. And, and, uh, and, I, and I very much doubt that despite all of the protesting that all of these uh, Chinese citizens will be doing, there won't be any prosecutions with this as well. And the sad thing is, is that ultimately... Because it wasn't in a bank, per se, and it wasn't a check-in typical standard account, it's not protected by the equivalent of the FSCS um, ruling of, you know, like up to £85,000 in the UK. I think in the US it's $250,000. So that protection that the normal consumer actually gets doesn't count in this instance. So they really have lost their money. Where I'm going with all of this, again, is um, ultimately back to Bitcoin. If you had Bitcoin and you were putting it into Bitcoin, and, and as we know, there's only going to be 21 million. The, the gamification is inbuilt into it in terms of the scarcity, and therefore price will go up naturally in time. Can't give any promises on time. But that is where they should have been placing their money. That is where they could have been taking self-sovereignty uh, for, for the actual uh, actions of themselves and not necessarily putting their money in a bank. I guarantee between this show, pod number 62, and the next 50, we'll have another bank, show, bank story for the public. Oh, guaranteed, yeah. The thing is, just gotta know is like they're all corrupt motherfuckers. Like the from yeah. institutions to the government, they're all working together. They yeah. don't. They, they all they're all taking their slice, and then they don't ever prosecute each other. There's a great individual example of that. Literally this week, uh, where do you see the story about Nancy Pelosi? Mm. Where uh, there was a big um, vote going through Congress about uh, microchips, and they were 
they obviously they've, they've identified that there's a huge centralization of microchips and they want to bring it in, inside America. They're very yes, reliant on, on Taiwan for them. And um, so either the day of the vote or about two or three days before, no one's quite sure yet, it'll probably come out. But Nancy Pelosi brought $7 million worth of NVIDIA stock. Why well, I say Nancy, her husband did, which obviously they never speak. So he brought $7 million uh, worth. That vote happens, and the vote, or actually, it's not even a vote, it's like a policy that then just came into, into fruition. It Basically, $50 billion worth of taxpayer money was going to be given to a couple of microchip companies in America to compete against Taiwan. So clearly, all the stocks in those companies went through the roof. Could they now just have a shit ton of free money to just make products and profiteer off? And um, so in the space of, I think, 24 hours, Nancy Pelosi made $600,000, which is three times her salary. There's not a clear example of that in my mind of insider trading. You know, she is mm. very clearly on the regulatory boards of deciding what happens in that industry. And her husband invested millions of dollars in a decision that his wife may then would voted on a day later and made three times the salary. It's so obvious, right, that these politicians aren't in it for the salary. They're in it for to become millionaires on insider trading. Usually they're smarter than this and they wait until they leave and leave someone on the inside to then profiteer on the outside. But Nancy's doing it while she's still there. Someone asked her about it and said, do you ever speak to your husband about what happens and does he ever trade off the back of your information? And she just went, no, and stormed off stage. It's just, like, she's clearly lying. It's like, you, you, you can't have a clear example of why would he buy $7 million of NVIDIA stock on that day? He clearly knew that Nancy was about to sign off on $50 billion to that industry. Who's going to send the stocks through the roof? Can't, like, there's so many examples of this that just we can't trust a single thing they say to us. And um, the, they're, they're profiteering. And, and like you said, like no one seems to really care. Like this becomes a meme all over Twitter. But if you look at the mainstream news, no one's talking about the fact that Nancy made 600K in 24 hours. <laughs> no one gives a shit. And you just go, why not? Why doesn't? Because imagine if Elon did that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or someone they dislike. It would be front page news globally. But because Nancy does it, a sitting member of Congress, clear corruption, clear insider trading. I mean, that, that comes with huge fines and a prison sentence. It's, it's not even mentioned. There's not even a, <laughs> not even a hint that anything's going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's like she's done it so many times before. It's like, ah, it's just Nancy. Good old it's Nancy. It's like um, the the clearer they do it in front of our faces, the better it is. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm pulling your pants down right now. Nothing like, happening here. Like the Hunter <laughs> Biden stuff as well. Yeah. Like, couldn't get a better scandal, right? He literally filmed himself bagging <laughs> hookers and doing freaking crack cocaine. Imagine if that had happened to Trump's kids. Like, that would have been... Yeah. Headline news forever. Like, but with Hunter Biden, they pretty much just went, oh, he's nothing to do with the president. What are you talking about? And they yeah. just, just stopped talking about it. I think they talked about it for like 24 hours. Obviously, the internet is still talking about it now. 
but it just gets brushed under the carpet and you just go yeah you're either on their team or against their team and the yeah. media are just completely complicit and uh they they just do what no one's is. talking about it yeah you know that is newsworthy news when no one's talking insane. about it I, Sometimes, like there's like sex scandals and like cheating scandals uh, with politicians, yeah. like themselves or their family, and they go, "Come on, this isn't really news." Like, okay, someone's cheated on their on their on their wife or something. I get it, but it doesn't necessarily affect their job, right? But this guy's like shagging hookers, filming it, and doing crack cocaine. He's supposed to be working on behalf of the U.S. government in Ukraine, by the way. So that's just hilarious. Obviously, based on what's happening right now. And he's been there for 10 years, collecting big salaries, 20 grand a month or something he's been getting. Yeah. He's going, this is, this is huge. This clearly affects his ability to do his job. This isn't just a, a scandal. But again, yeah, no one cares. It's just like, well, clearly they don't care because Biden's their puppet and they don't want to degrade the puppet any more than his dementia already is. I mean, the puppet can't even read the prompt, teleprompter right. <laughs> so uh yeah well one person that's not a puppet is um the first female ufc fighter that is due to be paid in bitcoin uh through the bitwage um partnership and that is luana pinero i hopefully have uh, uh pronounced her name right otherwise uh, i'm sure she'll slap me for it but uh, what do you think about this yeah, it's great. It's a great story. And I actually love her quote in this. It's actually interesting that her boyfriend did it first and then she's she's come along. So congrats to him, Matthias mm. Diklau. Uh, so he went on in March onto a Bitcoin standard. She's now come on yes. in, in July. So congrats to him for orange pilling his missus. We all need to make sure we do that. And it's the first person you should orange pill is the person you are, are spending your life with. But I love the quote in here that says it's all about time preference because it takes 10 to 15 years for someone to get a black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu so my time preference here is equally long if not longer i'm like yes she has been orange pilled perfectly here this is exactly what we're talking about i'm probably going to nick this analogy and go yeah Mm. it does take 15 years to get a black belt because guess what a black belt is fucking precious. Not many people have them, especially in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, because you can get exactly. to a brown, I think you get to a brown belt within like three to five years or something. But that yeah. final step from brown to black, your sensei will pretty much make you wait another 10 because it's more about <laughs> commitment, dedication, all that time. Like, do you turn up time and time again? Do you teach others? Are you a mentor to others? And do you, are you continually learning and, and all that type of stuff? And it is about time preference. This is exactly it. Like if you're here for quick gains, if you're here to quickly come in to complete Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you won't get your black belt. You'll you'll get a couple of belts and then they'll just go, look, this isn't for you. Like don't come in here to complete it quick. This is a a long, it's a it's a skill, it's an art form. And um, and yeah, and they and they purposely make you wait 15 years because then only the absolutely best and most dedicated have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. It's a very coveted thing. There's plenty of other martial arts that give out black belts like confetti, and then then they're not worth anything. Right? If you have a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, everybody knows like, oh, you're you're a guy <laughs> because 
you, you've done that for, for time because no one will um, give you a black belt easily. And to come into to Bitcoin with that type of mentality is just is just spot on because it's exactly right. You know, she obviously gets asked about, oh, aren't you scared about volatility? She's like, not really. Volatility means it goes up as well as down. So I want it to go up. And um, and, and yeah, and I, I don't care about shorts in price. I'm thinking 15 years ahead. Like this girl gets it. He's, it's perfect, isn't he, it? And, and given the fact that she's in a region uh, of Brazil, obviously where the volatility and price inflation is happening, she's going to be quids in. Um, so uh, you know, we, we could one day see her running for president uh, for Brazil because she'll be so rich, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. She's, set, she's setting a standard for everybody. Yeah, it's, it's quality. Because sometimes I see these sports stars come in and I am a little bit worried that they're in a little bit for the short term, uh, but she's very clearly not. She clearly gets it. And uh, mm. so more, more sports stars need to, to follow her example. And uh, he knows she's 15th at the moment, isn't she, in her weight division in the UFC? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if she can get a little bit higher up in, on that on that rank board, get into top 10, maybe top five, and then um, That's so get a little bit of um, publicity and then um, bring Bitcoin okay. up for the ride. Well, definitely look out for her, and uh, if she gets one of those, um, you know, fight of the fight of the night, fifty Gs, Dana, fifty Gs, <laughs> uh, that'd be fantastic to put towards um, her stack as well. Two and a half Bitcoin, that. Yeah. So she'll be in. Cool. So um, the next thing I want to talk about, it, it wasn't necessarily uh, a, a story, but more of a, something that I came to find out today. So I was speaking to uh, somebody quite high up in one of the exchanges uh, that's out there, uh, Bitstamp, I don't mind saying the exchange. Uh, and she told me that out in Slovenia, when she was visiting Croatia, uh, she passed by a mall and that mall is called BTC City. And uh, I wanted to ask yourself, and obviously if Dr. Evil 10%, if he was with us, no point in asking Mrs. No-Show, she's never with us. Uh, had you ever come across this or heard about this place at all? No, nope, never heard of it until today. Yeah, so uh, 450 shops in one place, all accepting cryptocurrency, i.e. Bitcoin. And uh, and so you can buy food, you can buy your clothing, you know, you name it. If it's in the if it's in the mall, it's there, and they will accept it. And uh, and equally, she was very impressed because Slovenia, for me, and up until this point, wasn't necessarily on my radar as being a Bitcoin friendly uh, place, but they are on it. And uh, and it may be that right here and now, if you're listening, you're being made aware that Slovenia could be the next place where everybody wants to go and visit, similar to like in El Salvador. You know, um, the fact that there won't be that many people that need to make the laws there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a, a company gets bigger and bigger, more hands to the fire and decisions become indecisions and they don't make decisions but Slovenia being pretty small seems like they've they've gone forward full pelt and 
Bitcoin is the way forward for them. She even talked about the restaurants being busy and the nightlife being super busy and, uh, and booking way in advance. So I think that Slovenia may be on my hit list of places to visit in Europe. Yeah, no, I, I do love this, especially for, for someone like myself. I'm, I'm pretty much all in, and the only bit of money that I don't have in Bitcoin now is because you can't spend it in most places. Uh, so I would love if this kind of thing was more local to me, then I could be completely mm. on a Bitcoin standard. And because um, people say, oh, don't spend your Bitcoin, whatever. But if you have dollars or pounds or euros, then that is that's obviously fear that could be Bitcoin and you're spending it right? because life costs money to live. So I would much prefer to convert every single piece of fear I have into Bitcoin and then be able to just spend it on a day to day. I would be completely fine. Lightning is amazing. Zero fees, instant settlement. So. Yeah, I would love this is the type of thing that would make me be able to get rid of fiat forever. And I would mm. never use pounds again. I would, but unfortunately, this isn't in the UK. But yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing find. I don't know why this isn't more popular. I'd like to know. I'd imagine they accept Bitcoin. They probably also accept whatever the local currency is as well in Slovenia. But uh, euros, the, see, this is another thing. It's funny you say this because I, I was researching it and they were one of the first countries that um, was in the euro as well. So, um, yeah, they, they've been using euros since around, well, yeah, early 2000s. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so big up Slovenia. Um, hopefully, we'll see you soon. Especially, did you say early 2000s? Because mm. Bitcoin wasn't made until 2008. No, I mean, uh, euros. Oh, euros. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's sweet. It's like, yeah, I agree. Like, we should visit and try and support the business because um, I'd be interested to see what the, what the percent of Bitcoin purchases and fiat purchases are. I'd imagine that. The majority of people by walking in still paying fiat but yeah the fact that they all accept bitcoin is kind of crazy and uh, great so we, we need more of this we just we just need bitcoin just um being more just spendable and usable mm. yeah and just a quick google so Slovenia introduced the euro as the first of the 10 countries that joined the eu on the first of may 2004 um, talking of which as well, uh, again, since we, we were off last week, uh, the, the, we're seeing the demise <laughs> of a currency right before our very eyes in the euro, with it being pretty much one-to-one -one with the dollar. So losing, uh, losing its buying power. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> once again, a currency is dying in front of your eyes. Remember pesetas? Do you remember drachma? Do you remember the francs? You know, remember lira, pesetas? Like all of these have gone. Yeah. It's, it's even worse than the fact that obviously we're comparing this to the dollar and the mm. dollar's in the toilet right now. Yeah. You know, their gas prices are more than double what they were from last year. So to have underperformed that yeah. is just 
that just shows you how bad the euro has suffered. Have you seen some of Biden's recent tweets about all this? He's just absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I saw one today, right, where he, he had a load of images. He's clearly, obviously, I say Biden. I was, <laughs> was going to say. He, he doesn't know what a fucking phone is or never mind what he does. Like, he can't tweet. But they're, they're posting images and then flexing where the images are showing how much the average American has saved um, from the gas prices coming down in the last week, completely ignoring the fact it's gone up by 3x. It's come down about like one of the x's. I think it went from like two dollars three percent. Yeah, it went from I think it went from like two dollars to eight, and now it's down to like four. So okay, you've got it down 50%, but it's still up double from where it was. And he's mm. now going this fall from eight dollars to four dollars. It's not only record-breaking, we've never had price decreases this big. We just go, well, that doesn't count because you've never had price increases so big the last two months. You can't marry the two together and claim the decrease and not be sorry for the increase. And then he's going, because we've gone from $8 to $4, forgetting the fact we started at two, he's going, look at all how much savings there are for the average American family. And it might not look like much, but this really matters to poor people. And, and he's got like $85 for gas and like $25 for, for fuel and, and like heating your home or something. And you've gone, is this a parody account? Like, does he really think people are this dumb? You can't increase the price of like a Mars bar from 20p to a pound, then decrease it to 50p and go, look how much money I've saved you. Because it's still 50p and it was 20p last week. It, uh, like what the fuck is going on here it's absolutely <laughs> nuts I do think he wants you to believe it that's the problem and uh, he'll go to his grave any day soon <laughs> <laughs> and, and hope that you will not question his authority it's, it's, just, it's just like such a lack of respect for I think for our intelligence oh. that they are that they're pitching this and I can just see that in a year or two, I mean, the time. fact he's still there is yeah. like the insult to the intelligence, yeah. and the the catalogue of errors is the insult to our intelligence. And and again, it's it's weird that maybe it's because we've just got so much going on, or maybe there's some like overlap and and lag from the uh, from the pandemic, but there's no real uproar in any of this. Or, or were people so disillusioned from Trump being in power, power that they're like, eh, let the old guy just kick it for a while. It's fine. You know, he's not saying anything offensive. Just let him have his moment in the sun before, again, he pops his clogs. Uh, I don't know. Because really and truly, people should be, as they were in Sri Lanka, rioting right now three times the price yeah, it's nuts isn't it the, yeah. the, the whole world is just clown world it's yeah. just, the problem is i just think before i don't know whether it just i wasn't paying attention but i, I thought that their lives around inflation were better but, but now like biden literally celebrating and saying how great his price decreases are after them still being double what they were a year ago. You just go, are people really, this, is, there, is there a selection of the population 
they're actually cheering him on for this and going, yeah, that's great. Because I read the comments underneath these tweets. He's just getting comments. abuse and meme I to fuck. It's all pictures comments. of his son and just being like completely lambasted. And you go, it doesn't look like anyone here is falling for it. Is is anyone mm. falling for this? Like, does it even matter? Like, do you, do you just push these messages out and just not even care if people believe them anymore? <laughs> Why are you is doing it? Because it? we also know that resistance is futile because really we're in an open prison, right? Yeah, well, if you're on a fiat standard, absolutely, because they control the money. And if you get paid in that and you're spending all your time and effort getting paid in fiat and then storing your wealth in fiat, then yeah, resistance is absolutely futile. They'll just inflate you away and there's nothing you yeah. can do. Yeah. Obviously, is, uh, the way out is the Bitcoin standard. Like that's take their power away and then convert your money into Bitcoin. And then they can't, they're, they're, their games will just be a sideshow for you to laugh at as opposed to something that you actually care about because... Mm. I, I genuinely thought that like the last couple of tweets that come out of Biden's account this week, I thought it was a parody. I, I double clicked it and went, he did not tweet this. This is <laughs> this is a joke. This is someone pretending you have to check that blue tick. That blue like, tick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, there's a there's a symbol on Twitter that looks like a tick as well. And it's like some people use that. And I mean, there's yeah. just no way that he did not say this. There's just no way. This is a parody. And you just click through, like, oh my god, this came from the main account. Like <laughs> And then there's yeah. multiple of them. It's just, they clearly yeah. think Please don't be from the main account. Please don't be. F- oh fuck! It's the main account. Yeah, it's just, like they really are talking to us like complete morons now. Like, yeah. If, if any of if a company did this right, where they literally like put the price up of something by three x and then decreased it by one x and went look at the discount. Like, no one's fucking buying the product. They're like you're literally scam. And if anything, like that's actually illegal, isn't it? You're not allowed yeah. to go, oh, I'm going to sell this phone for like $100. But what I'll do first is just pretend it's worth 1000 and then decrease it by 90%. And then you think it's a it's a deal with $100. Like, no, you were always going to sell for $100. Stop pissing about. It's literally illegal. Whereas they seem to be doing that with Petro in America. <laughs> and the, the president's going, look at the discount. It's like, dude, it's still higher than the original price. Maybe it's because in his mind, he actually believes it, in, you know, in the senality. Uh, it's just like, it makes sense to him and anybody else that's 97, it makes sense to. But for the average person, 96 years and under, it didn't make sense. Yeah. It's, I, I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> we move on to some different type of insider trading. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. So, um, yeah, our last story of today is um, the Coinbase guys um, have got caught insider trading. So, and um, and they've actually been prosecuted now, and they got they got found guilty. There's there's one guy that used to work for Coinbase. I think actually he was a, a product manager. So one of one of my one of my group uh, run, <laughs> I think product um, or part of product, and um, he obviously knew which new coins were being listed on Coinbase. So what he was doing is telling three of his mates to go buy a load of this coin because once Coinbase lists it, the price will go up, then we'll dump it. And, um, and weirdly, I think they only made like a couple of million dollars out of this between the four of them. I think they made like $2 million, which bizarrely, 
when you have this type of info, it should have made a lot more, like a lot mm. more, because the, the, the price of these things really do fly up when, well, at least they used to, because um, mm. back when they were doing this, Coinbase, I think only had, say, 20 or 30 shit coins listed. Now they have hundreds. So it doesn't really matter if you're like the 400th, you don't get a pump anymore. It used to be when you get listed on Coinbase, everyone logging into Coinbase, like, oh, new shiny toy. Maybe this is the new Bitcoin. And they'd all buy it. And then it goes to zero. And like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Oh, there's another one. And, and they'd only be listing like one every couple of months at most. But now they're listing like a dozen every three days. So it's just completely diluted the waters. So this type of trade. And, and the way that Coinbase market their coins as well, you know, it'll be in your face. This is what you need next. And uh, and like you say, if it, if it was listed on there, it would have meant, well, it, it kind of brings a legitimacy to the shitcoin, even though there's no legitimacy to a shitcoin. Uh, because on all the other exchanges, probably the less well-known ones, is where you can normally buy the shitcoins. And that's why the other exchanges exist, because they will accept and where people typically buy the shitcoins from. But, you know, if it's on a let's say the poster child of exchanges, Coinbase, then you've hit the, the top of the top. Yeah. And um, obviously we should... didn't have enough cash flow, by the way, to really make... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's hard to get your money, hard to get your hands on money to then start to make the money. So yeah. maybe it was just that. They should have used some leverage and stuff. Because the thing yeah. is, like, if, if, if I'd have known this type of stuff, right, if you, everyone could probably get their hands on 10K, just take it as debt and get a credit card. And um, what you could have done then is gone on Binance and then put your 10K and made it worth 100K through leverage to 10 exit. You could have been crazy in 100 exit and make it worth a million uh, and then just bet, go long on these assets. And you'd have turned 10k into a million on the first trade, and then now you <laughs> sat there. With, now you sat there with a million, and I think they did this like five or six times. So, and then and they, I'm just reading the article now. They actually made one yeah. and a half million in total. Yeah, that's right. Which maybe they were actually doing it smaller to not get caught. Maybe, but mm. the, the problem is the shit coins that got listed. They basically had no volume before, and then two days before they get listed someone randomly buys a huge chunk there's a big spike so like everyone could see it on twitter like every time the coins got listed we used to joke about it that clearly someone is in trader trading yeah most like a, a known joke and people actually looked out for coins spiking going oh that's the coinbase early buy it probably means it's going to get listed in two days so let's buy it now like people are literally mm. second guessing where the insider trading was <laughs> to like, <laughs> it was like an actual thing they were charting i'm like yeah. oh my god this is like such a crazy thing that's so like you know corruption right in the open but isn't it ironic right that these three guys were obviously unknown got away of one and a half million between the three of them they're going to jail this guy tried to feed the country and got stopped at the airport nancy pelosi is sat in Congress, made 600K, which is more than these three made. They only made half a million each. Nancy yep. made 600K in one trade in a day. 
Where, where's her, her conviction? I'm, 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 yeah. I'm missing that article. Whereas these guys are being hung, drawn, and quartered and being seen as ill-gotten gains, criminal prosecution, tried to flee the country. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, Nancy does the same thing. Nothing. Well, of course, the, these people are being made to be the scapegoats and it paints a bad picture for cryptocurrency in general and also for Coinbase as an exchange. And they need a story that sits behind it. Now, <laughs> we know that every um, trading desk and foreign exchange has probably had some sort of insider trading going on because it's kind of like a fraternity you know bitcoin is a community and a fraternity where people talk to one another and it'll be the same in, in that world as well so you know i bet, bet my last fiat pound and my last bitcoin that it's happened previously before but as i say there's just been no prosecution that's gone with it but now We've got a prosecution when it comes to uh, a Bitcoin or a crypto exchange. And then we've also, as it says in the, in the article, um, insider trading involving NFTs. <laughs> we don't really care about NFTs, but it just, again, paints a bad picture of anything related to crypto. It must be dodgy. It must be stopped. We've got, a, we've got convictions now and, uh, and it continues to put people off entering in the marketplace <laughs> as opposed to staying in fear yeah no, that's a good point is, is anything just to justify more regulation isn't it correct yeah more regulation and uh and the classic haha we told you so whereas as we were saying before we're not hearing these stories when it comes to anything related to um you know insider trading um with said known people or people that are just doing it blatantly in front of our faces. You know, what about the insider trading that happened in uh, 2007 for the financial crisis? Yeah. Well, I was just reckless, yeah. <laughs> it made a great it. film in The Big Short, but still. <laughs> well, it's got fucking Margaret Robbie, Brad Pitt and Christian Bale in it. Yeah. Couldn't get a better cast and a better film but no one's watched it i think the people that are I just still think it's fiction yeah no, uh, surprise surprise there's going to be a big short two coming out soon there will be yeah and it'll be it'll be brilliant it will follow on because they literally end yeah. big short one with yeah no one got prosecuted and they're doing it again so mm. they can just roll it in and go guess what happened <laughs> they did it again <laughs> this time is even bigger and even more catastrophic and correct yeah but, uh, but it's, it's bizarre because it, literally that whole story is it's one bad apple but i can guarantee they'll they'll linchpin off this and bring out yeah. whole regulation for the entire space that affects like me and you it's like well hold on we don't even work for an exchange like if you want to bring regulation in like maybe regulate inside the exchange a little bit and go mm. this information should not be passed out and should be made more clear blah blah blah, blah. but in reality it's one bad egg and guarantee this happens in every single financial institution every single company that's listed on the stock market they have good or bad news i can guarantee they tell their mates and they trade on info so does that okay. mean the stock market should get closed down and regulated like to death so people can barely buy and sell stocks 
no it's just a bad apple and you prosecute the bad apples and you just and then you move on that should be the case here but i can guarantee this is going to spawn another reason to go oh we need to know every single wallet address we need to kyc at the beginning and end of every transaction over a hundred dollars and just go oh fuck off nah (laughs) but um, it's coming we know it is and we just have to ignore it yeah yeah. As always, my one of my mottos now is just don't comply. <laughs> but number one actually is don't listen in the first place because then you don't even know you're not complying. Then if they do get to you and they actually manage to get that dumbass rule in your head, don't comply then. <laughs> I, my number one rule is don't don't even listen. So you don't even waste your time knowing what <laughs> nonsense bollocks they're like trying to get you to do this week. Yeah. That's the one. It's interesting how they keep on repeating their names as well throughout it, isn't it? Uh, in bold. And uh don't know if there's a little bit of racism there. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. They, I think they are Indian, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. I think, if anything, they're just trying to shame them, right? It's just, um, yeah. I, think, I think if it's a bit of an example to everyone, just to go, you know what, if you do this, you're, we're going to write your name in an article. It's going to have big government letters on it. We're mm. going to say your name 15 times, just in case there's any confusion as about who we're prosecuting here and if your friends and family aren't quite sure. like We're, we're making sure that when someone puts your name into Google, this is the first article that comes up. We listed you 15 times in this bad boy. You're coming. Yeah. This is number one. You, you're, this is now you. You're, you, you. you are defined by this, this case of fraud. And uh, it's it's almost like a you know you you over punish the first person, don't you? You set an example, yeah. and um, yeah. to to prevent anyone else doing it in the future. And, I mean, and like you said, I mean they just want people to stop going into the space completely, just scare everyone off. Like if you go into this, make a mistake, this is what happens. And uh, yeah, and uh, and it'll be interesting to see what they actually get because the um, the offence carries a maximum sentence of twenty years. So uh, all three guys could effectively get 20 years. Um, again, we know, as we said, no one was affected. Uh, sorry, everyone was affected in 2007 and 8, but no one was prosecuted. So, uh, yeah, let's see how this one pans out. Good old Nancy still fucking insider trading and working in Congress, taking two. Yeah. <laughs> Double bubble. The, I think the, the lesson is if you're going to inside a trade, also work for government at the same time, you get away with it. <laughs> there or, you have it. Or inside a trade and actually make billions. I actually realized fraud only is fraud if it's like below a, num- a number. Once you get into the billions, the fraud gets so big, they just kind of go, ah, oh, it's fine. But if you <laughs> fraud someone of a couple of million, they really don't like it. If you, if you do fraud someone about 10K, they really don't like it. They'll They'll throw you in prison for 10k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do fraud like a massive business or a company or a country of 10 billion, they're like, ah, oh, forget about it, mate. Don't worry. Um, we'll just print 10 billion and put it back. Because um, yeah, and I think if anything, you get a knighthood. So. <laughs> so the moral of the story is from pod number 62 is if you're gonna commit fraud, do it big, go big. Work for the government. And work for the government. And if that doesn't get us off air. Nothing else works. <laughs> I've got plenty of other stuff. 
Yeah. Oh my I God. Mean, no, no, no. Let's end it now. Let's end it now. <laughs> or Bill Gates visiting. Uh, the the island thirty six times, <laughs> the uh, island, Epstein yeah. Island. Yeah. Uh, what else can we say that's controversial that we shouldn't? Vaccines. Just yeah. saying that word is it's like yeah. yeah. Corona. Um, yeah, you got the the Japan president obviously got assassinated and oh yeah big things as he didn't mandate the vaccine did he know what he bought that's right that's right yeah. Um, was that the was that the reasoning behind it? Well, um, what was it? I think it was about probably a year ago now, where we went through four different leaders of different countries, all didn't lock down and didn't. Oh, of course, yeah. Vaccines all got got killed in various ways, but Japan they were all relatively small countries and the probably mm. slightly class in third world. Japan absolutely is not that, uh, but they also didn't mandate anything didn't mandate the vaccine and then so they've shot him and then the guy that's come in guess what he's a WEF um member member of the WEF and um straight away wants to mandate vaccines and it's exactly what happened on the last four guys because even though he's from the same party as well so you'd think they would have similar policies right on yeah. this type of stuff this is big stuff so if one the leader goes and the assistant comes in you wouldn't expect a huge amount to change. You'd, you'd expect probably a l- little few things around the periphery, but by and large, the, the big the big policies would stay consistent. Nope, in each in each and every situation, a different politician from in that party kind of came from nowhere, got to the top, and completely reversed all the mandates and lockdown legislation, and suddenly put them all back in to comply with the WEF and WHO protocols. And you go. Mm. again it's right in front of our face it's just yeah if you, if you tell people like this in our outside world they're like you're a crazy person you just go it's right here i'm not i'm not even saying like they did it like if you google the the, the guy's name and the and put the wef that the new um japan um president the prime minister put his name in and put wef and click search it comes up with his wef page he's there on the wf website the other guy wasn't and his man, he now mandates vaccines and, and is much more in support of lockdown. And you go, I didn't meet you in conclusion, but if you can't tell, that guy clearly got knocked off and then replaced <laughs> with a puppet. These are WEF puppets, right? They are these young, charismatic WEF puppets coming in to just do their bidding. There you go. We get cancelled now. That's it. We're done. We're cancelled. You know, Mr. Orlin as true to his name has gone all in on the rant to get us cancelled we knew if it was anybody that out of us all it was going to be him you know the odds were long on mrs no show getting us cancelled <laughs> and uh and between the misinformation of myself and dr evil 10 percent, yeah there could have been a slight chance but no mr all in has brought Pod 62 and probably the entire show to an end. This has been myself, Sir Neverlook, aka The Excellence of Execution, bringing you the world's most bullish podcast, The Four Bs. Peace. <laughs>